Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome. We are so freaking excited. For those of you who are just joining us and do not know Miss Alyssa, Mrs. <laughs> Alyssa J. Dillon. Say, um, we got divorced? Yeah, yeah, that would not be doing my job well. Um, Alyssa has uh, been a client of mine now for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a year, uh, uh, what now? Over a year? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I September, think- what was it? September 2020. We started working together, right? That sounds right. Yes. Because I came out of maternity leave for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I do that too. I pull women out of maternity leave. My copywriter that is like full-time on my staff now, I pulled her right out of maternity leave. She's like, I might come back in November. And I was like, are you sure? In September. She's like, it's fine. I'll come out of maternity leave. (laughs) It wasn't that hard of a choice. I had, I had had Harper in August and I like planned and I was like, it's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to have a four month mat leave. And then September came and you called and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take this. <laughs> yeah. I'll work with Alyssa J. Dillon. Uh, I will work with her. Yeah. Well, but- so you did. Cause I was in a hardcore part of my life. So it was you, uh, came in and you were my, my hero I needed. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of credit, but thank you. And we're going to talk about that today on the show. So you guys got a little bit of a teaser. Um, but Alyssa, tell people who you are, because some people don't know you. I don't know how, <laughs> truthfully. Uh, <laughs> my name is Alyssa J. Dillon. I am a content organic marketing expert, and I teach awesome business owners, uh, coaches, service providers, how to make more money using social media and following a posting cadence, knowing exactly what to post. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Former CFO, I used to be an accountant, left my CFO job to start a bookkeeping business, grew a very successful bookkeeping business, And then so many people wanted help with how to grow their businesses that I ended up pivoting in uh, early 2019 into this. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made because I love what I do now. That's awesome. Tell us a bit about family life. Yeah. So I have two kids. Um, My husband and I met, he's my husband now, um, still to date, he's still my husband. Uh, We... Matt, we got pregnant only one year into knowing each other with our first son. Um, that's Davin, and he is about to be six years old uh, in two months. No, next month. Yeah, next month. He'll be six. Holy cow. I need to get birthday presents. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to go a whole other railroad right here. She's just yeah. planning birthday month. Yeah. Uh, and then we immediately got pregnant with our second son, Colin who is um, turning five next month also. So I have Irish twin boys, 
which I do not recommend. They're lovely and beautiful. And I love that I have them, but holy cow, it's a lot to have two kids back to back. And, uh, you know, that was a whirlwind for me and my husband. We bought a house in that time. I started a business in that time. Then we got a dog. And then we finally actually got married in September of 2019. Um, and now we're still happily married by the grace of Katie and, (laughs) (laughs) and trying to do parenting, which is a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) It definitely, it definitely is. But being married and parenting together usually go hand in hand and usually cause a lot more complications, right? It's like talking to married people without kids. And it's like, actually, I don't have one. I don't have any of those. <laughs> I don't have any clients. With they don't that. have problems. <laughs> They're just happy. They did the right thing. They got a dog. <laughs> It's a lot easier. It does make things easier for sure. I mean, when you don't have to coordinate or share who gets up with who or takes care of who, you know, and it's like, Hey babe, where do you want to go out to eat? Cause we can leave the house anytime. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to argue. That's for, not impossible, but, but it can be a lot easier. Yeah. So Alyssa, um, tell us a little bit about what it is like building your glorious business empire and things you do to stay intentional in your marriage? So it is, um, man, I really need to turn the notifications off on my Slack channel. So, uh, it is very busy, obviously. And I've not always been the best at it. It's a very, when you're building an empire, when you're building your dream business, when you are on the road to success and not like a little bit of success, but when you know, like massive success is ahead of me, you want to get there as fast as possible, right? Like that's the goal. You're like, let's get there now. Let's get there today. And I am going to put all of my eggs in this basket and leave no time for anything else. Right. And that's, I would say, probably the biggest mistake that I made in my marriage was that I was very focused on I am growing my business. My business is my dream. My business is my everything. And so I lacked intention uh, in my business, which I didn't know initially. Like I was just like, I'm working on, I make a ton of money and I'm awesome. So just, you should love me for that. Right. You lacked intention in your marriage. Yeah. What you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I lacked a lot of intention when it came to my marriage initially. And then what, what ultimately happened was that left my marriage in a, a pretty rocky place at one point. And I felt as though, and I, I don't know, I hope this helps, but I felt as though I made the money, I could fix everything. I could take care of everything. Um, in, in Katie knows this about me. Holy cow. I'm sorry. I have got to turn off. I don't know. It's so many people are messaging me right now. So, uh, Katie knows this about me is I'm a fixer. Right. And so when my husband would come to me with a problem, he would come to me with like, 
the problems around the house. So then I'd just hire like a housekeeper and then it would be like, well, the laundry's not getting done. So I'd hire somebody to do the laundry and it's like, well, I don't have meals for so-and-so. And it's like, okay, I'll just get meal prep done. So I was doing everything I could to eliminate anything that was going on in my home. But I mean, the reality is, is my husband's complaining was actually him trying to communicate to me that he just wanted me to be home more. He wanted me to be there, but it came out as he was complaining that things around the house. Right. So his, his problem wasn't his real problem. And we can get into that as well, but I lacked a ton of intention. I was just so focused on the business and I thought I was like amazing because of it. Right. But what I was really doing was telling my husband that he wasn't necessary. Like I was like, don't worry. I'll replace you completely. Right. <laughs> I don't know it now, but at the time, yes. <laughs> yeah. at the time I didn't realize I was doing it and it was super detrimental to my relationship. So today, the things that I do to be more intentional, um, even when I am mad at my husband, even when I hate him, even when, and, and here's the thing, I think this is important to note that you can be doing all the work in the world and you both can be. My husband and I both do work, right? We both are in a v- very different place. We both have done coaching. We both have worked on ourselves over the last year and a few months, right? I still have days where I hate him. I do. Like, I still have those days where I'm just like, what is wrong with you? But even when I feel like that, I still, I now have the ability to say, we should go on a date night. Like I'm probably hating you right now because of the lack of intention that we've had to with each other. And so I can recognize that today. Um, Practical, tactical things that I do right now. Number one, I wake up earlier and get work done in the morning. I just started doing that, which it's been incredible. I am like, I told Katie, I'm like, I am the head of the 5am club now. I am the co-chair president, whatever it is. Like I am like 5am club rocks. It's amazing. So that's one thing that I do wake up at 5am, get some work done. Cause I go to the gym. So I got to go to the gym and then I work for a little bit. But when I leave here, I do my best and I'm not perfect, but I do my best to leave my work in my office. And that's actually something I had to do as well. I had to get an office so I could leave my work in this room and not take it home with me, which I do once in a while, but um, I've gotten so much better at it because I used to just work all day and night because I wanted to, because I love business. Right. Those two things are, I would say like, or a huge shift for you, like to intentionally set those boundaries for yourself to say like, because I mean, at some point, like you, like we talked about this too, is like, you're such a driver, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I can relate on the fact of sometimes it just feels easier to work on business than it does to work on our family, right? It's, yeah. like, it's, it's a very easy spot. If you're not aware of it, if you're not intentional about it, it's a very easy place to find yourself at. So, um, and the, and, and every client, whoever works with me knows that I'm going to encourage them to get up at 5am. <laughs> now, I don't know about the work. 
don't know about the working, but I'm glad that that is working out for you. I, I won't ever tell anyone what their morning routine should look like, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's the biggest pivot for me in my entire life was my morning routine, waking up before everyone's awake, because mm-hmm. it's the only time you get peace and quiet. Yes. I actually said that on my stories today on my uh, Instagram stories. I was like, I used to think all these people that woke up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. were nuts. I was like, now I haven't figured out. I get it. It is so quiet. No one is bothering me. It's the only time that I can be awake and not be like bugged and not that it's always like bugging, but it's like your kids want something or your husband wants something or your need something. Yeah. yeah. And they just, they need, need, need and take, take, take. And so it's like all day I'm in conversation all day. I'm, I'm putting out fires and taking care of things even when I get home. And so it's like, there's no time that's just for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than going to the gym, but even at the gym, like that's a social environment. Typically, um, it's not a place like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to somebody about Elena Cardone, um, Grant Cardone's wife. And she's like, my time for peace and quiet is at the gym. And I'm like, what? Like, I cannot be calm and quiet at the gym. Like, I'm like, I am getting out some serious, like, I am lifting heavy things and it feels like this amazing stress, not like it's not a yoga practice, I guess. Maybe I need to do a yoga practice, but (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, what? No. Power lifting isn't, isn't. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I think it's just any time where you can have your peace and quiet and have intentional time to set your mind on what you want. Like that was something I learned very early on with like Brenda Burchard's teachings. Cause it was like, he was like so intentional about what he allowed in his brain. It was like no social media, no email. Like you start your day with what you want to think about, like intentionally fueling your mind with what's going to make you have the energy and stamina to show up for your business, but also your family how you want to show up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, one, one question I want to ask you too, is, uh, as far as a belief. Mm-hmm. So we talked about kind of where you came from to now where you guys are. Um, and thank you for sharing that tidbit of, you know, even though you're doing all the work and he's doing all the work, you still have your days. Yeah. You know, some, some people have this idea of, okay, we're going to do this work and we're going to have this, perfect marriage one day or that the fact that they haven't had a perfect marriage for all this time is somehow a reflection on how that how it's never gonna be better how it's never gonna be good right right what would you say to those individuals uh it's as good as you want it to be right like everything is as good as you want it to be or as great as you believe it to be I think that knowing, knowing where my husband and I come from, I mean, reality is, and I I don't want to sugarcoat this, our relationship was like one year of dating and then we're pregnant. Like we were in a sense, like pushed into this relationship that wasn't going to end. Right. Um, Even at times when it probably should have based on our relationship at that point. Like it wasn't like we were the epitome of a perfect couple at any time in our relationship. Um, actually I, I broke up with him only after three months of dating him. Like I, it was never 
amazingly perfect. He had his flaws and I had mine. Right. And so that being said, you have to want to work through it. You have to want to want better. And I think the best thing about Tim and I is the fact that we both loved each other enough to decide we both wanted to work on it. And if you can get that, man, that is like, that's enough to pull you together because in, in here's, I'll say this, like, I probably tactically do more, like I do more therapy. I do more coaching. And that's just because of the environment I'm in. I'm in a coaching environment all the time. I coach people all the time. I'm constantly being coached. Right. So I know the benefits of that where my husband is not an entrepreneur. He doesn't have like this growth mindset mentality and I need to be, you know, being coached and I need a life coach and all of these things. So it's very abnormal for him. And so I probably do a little more of that, but what I've recognized more than anything is how much control I have over our relationship. By the way, I show up. Like, I truly believe that I make up 90% of the relationship and not in a way that's like putting my husband down, but in a way that's like, if he's in a bad mood, I choose to not make it about me anymore. Right. And I never used to do that. Old me would make that about me. His bad mood was somehow my fault. He's a jerk. I don't know what I did wrong. I do everything in this house and he's going to come in this house and act like a jerk because of whatever. I don't even know why he's in a bad mood. He has nothing to be in a bad mood about. Right. And I can start that shit talk wheel of resenting him because I go to work and I make good money. I take care of our kids. I make the meals. I do this. Right. Yeah. You can justify it all day long. Yeah. And so it was always this thing of like, he's in a bad mood. How dare he? Uh And now it's like, oh, that's not about me. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to be in a good mood. (laughs) I'm just going to be keep being happy because I had a good day at work or whatever. Right. So you as women and don't tell all the men this, they don't need to know, (laughs) but as women, we have so much power in the way our marriages go so much power. It is incredible. Like we get to decide to flip the script when my husband is in a bad mood. I'm like, Oh, do you need some attention? Do you need me to touch you? Right. And then it immediately changes his mood. That's all he needs right? He just needs some love where we can't control if we, if we're in this space of like, you're such a jerk because you're in a bad mood. And then we're, we turn into a shit mood and then he's in a more shit mood because you're in a shit mood now. Like that cycle isn't fun. That's not the, that's not the roller coaster you want to be on. Right. Right. So I think, um, I think women, the women in this group, like do not underestimate how much power you have to change your marriage. You have to, if you, and if you start doing it, right. If you're the one who takes the, the, the reins and say, I'm going to take the action to change my marriage. He's going to see that in some way. He's going to notice you're showing up differently and no one ever changes because someone tells them to change. People change because they see modeled change, yep. right? 
So you could tell him all day long, you need to be in therapy. You need to get a therapist. You need to go to a life coach. You need to do this, right? You need to read a book. You need to listen to this podcast. He's not going to do it. He's not because he has to want to change. And he's going to be more likely to want to change if he sees you changing. So I think that's like a key point right there too, because when we talk about, when we talk about the influence we have over our marriage and the change we're going to evoke within our own relationship, it starts by stopping focusing on the marriage Mm -hmm. is, is, and that's, and that's what I do. That's, it's like, okay, what do you not like in your marriage and how are you contributing to that very pattern? And to your point right there is, if we're talking about, and I think this is the biggest thing too, because I talked to so many women and this is from my own personal experience too, um, was same. Like I made his feelings about me. I took them on as my own responsibility. And when we do that, we don't make space for their own feelings. We're just focused on protecting ourselves, right? Right. We're just focused on how he's making us feel by his feelings. Whereas to your point, Alyssa, you can't come up and be like, Oh, honey, do you want me to love on you and show you affection? Because you're not strong enough within yourself to be able to not make his feelings about you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ashley says she can relate to you so very much. Thank you for sharing. Heather says, sounds like two Katie's. <laughs> we're, just, we're just two Katie's in a pod. We are a similar make. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, so, well, I mean, and even, even on that, like, if you can speak a little bit to when you and I first started to work together, uh, you and Tim were, I told you from the start, cause you were like, I really want somebody to work with both of us as a couple. And I was like, yeah, I don't do that. But, uh, if you want to roll with me, we can give it a shot. <laughs> um, but I, so I did, I worked with him individually, you individually, and you guys together. Yep. Uh, and so as far as just in the beginning of just coming into working with me, right? Like what was it that got you to the point of working with me? So reaching out for help, I should say reaching out for help. That's why I was like continuing or so, uh, what got us to the point of reaching out for help? Truthfully, it was, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So I was, I had said to my husband several times before this, like we should do some sort of marriage couple counseling, something like we should work on us. And the reason that I knew that that was something we could do is because I had hired coaches to help me be a better mom, right? So I was like, I've worked with parenting coaches that have helped through things. So there has to be someone that can help us with our marriage, right? Um, And my husband, and some of you probably can relate to this that are are listening in, uh, my husband was in the mindset of if you, if we need to do marriage coaching, if we didn't need to do anything like this, we should just not even be together. Right. Like that's, if it, you think it's that bad, then we shouldn't even be together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was like hurtful and it was really hard. So I got to a point, um, honestly, where I kind of gave up and I was kind of like one foot out the door. I was like, whatever. Well, if you're not going to work on it, I'm not either. Um, obviously again, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was doing the best with what I knew and what I had at the time, but 
what actually got us to move forward with working with Katie was actually my husband because he recognized I was one foot out the door and he's like, okay, maybe we should get help. Right. Um, and I will say there was no special thing other than you were someone who responded to me immediately. (laughs) I don't know if this was the answer you're looking for, Katie, (laughs) full transparency. Uh, I had reached out to a couple people and you were the first person to respond and you immediately got on a phone call with me and you were like, okay, I can help you. And I was like, okay, let's go. (laughs) I don't think that is earth shattering, right? That's who cares, right? It is, it's just, I saw you post in my group a couple of times mm-hmm. and I actually didn't realize at the time that we had done a call together and I don't, I didn't remember, or you reached out to me and I didn't remember any of that. I only knew that you were in my Facebook group at one point. Oh yeah. She told me she couldn't work with me. <laughs> I'd work with you today. I know it's such a, no, no, no. It's such a cool story. I actually reached out to Alyssa was like one of, I saw one of your Facebook ads and I was just getting started in my business and building it. And I was like, I read your ebook and I did all of it. The 15 things that you make you a badass, like all that stuff. Right. And then I reached out to her as like my first reach out of a coach. And I wanted her to coach me in my business. And she's like, Oh, I don't do startups right now. And so then she forwarded forwarded me on to Rebecca, which has been a fantastic blessing, Mm -hmm. but also look at where we are now. I know it's so (laughs) funny. (laughs) And you know what, back then in, in still today, we barely work with startups, honestly. So, um, (laughs) it just, it, it was never aligned for me, uh, where I was, but who cares? So, so I think more importantly, more importantly, not how I came into your world or any of that, because that's kind of, it's not a very, it's a lackluster story. It's not beautiful. It's like somebody freaking respond. Okay. You're responding. Yay. Somebody help me. Um, cause I want help right now. This is an emergency. And it literally felt like an emergency where I was in my marriage. And I was just, it was also, I just have to add, it was like the moment when your husband's like, okay, we should work on this. Let's hire somebody. You're like, Oh my God, <laughs> find somebody right now. I'm going to pay for it. So then you can never back out. Right. And I was, <laughs> so I was super like, I was like, all right, I'm doing it tonight. It was a Sunday night. Like it was literally like seven o'clock on a Sunday. Like it was not right now, write it up. Let's go. Literally. That was me. I was like, I'll, I'll pay. What do you need? Okay. Let's go. Um, very different pricing from when, when you, where you are now, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. I still pay. I still pay. Um, so what got me to stay though, is probably more and we're, we're working on, this will be our, our second full year together. We're in year two right now. And I tell everyone, every woman I know highly intelligent women have a really hard time being coached because our intelligent level, like we're very intelligent. We are very gung-ho. We do all of the things. We're just, we're powerhouse women. And so it's really hard to go to like a traditional therapist who like maybe went to school for six years and then it's like, they have no life experience. Right. And so it was, I struggled to find somebody that I could talk to that I actually felt this is going to sound so shitty and I don't care that I actually felt was smarter than me. (laughs) It's the truth. I 
don't feel like a lot of people who have tried to coach me on my mental health and like taking care of me have actually been smarter because I'm so in the coaching space. I know what I need to do. You don't need to tell me what to do. I need to understand who I am. Right. And Katie was the first person who actually said like, do you see who you are? Who are you being right now? Right. How is this affecting you? And she always Oh my gosh. She always makes me, even when I get on the call with like, I have nothing to talk about today. She's like, Oh really? Like, it's almost like it's a challenge for her. She's like, I'm still going to make you cry today. (laughs) She's challenged by me being like, everything's great. It's just rainbows and butterflies. She's like, Oh, Like, Uh let me find this one thing that might be bothering you in this one little way. That's going to make you completely break down. And so everyone listening to this is like, fuck that. Like I'm not hiring her. (laughs) You know what? Don't hire her. If you don't want to get real with yourself, don't hire her. If you don't want to go deep (laughs) and really understand who you are at your core, understand why some of the shit your husband does bothers the hell out of you, because there's a reason behind it. It's not just about like, he's annoying. It's because it's a trigger from something else. Right. And so my point is no one challenges me the way Katie challenges me. And that is what keeps me along for the ride because I need to be challenged. Not a lot of people challenge me. But you're willing to still keep doing the work, which is why we've stayed on long-term. I don't have a lot of long-term clients. And the fact that you still want to dive deep every call, even when you do get on the call and you want to say it's sunshine and rainbows, which is rare, honestly, like you usually do show up ready to work. But as far as like a particular target, it's, it, it is important that you're still allowing me to go there. And I don't purposefully intentionally try to make you cry. I just know that there are certain (laughs) things we need to work on whether you see them or not so yes yes (laughs) no I know I don't think it's intentional but I do all the time I'm always crying um I'm just emotional anyways so it is what it is but yes still willing to do the work still wanting to do the work and yeah I mean I think Katie, our relationship started simply based on, uh, my marriage and helping me be a better wife, but it is so much more than that for me today. I know I can come to you when I have like so many other things going on. Um, and you always try to bring it back. Like, how is this affecting your relationship right now? And it always does in some way, because everything that's happening in my life ultimately does impact my relationship with my husband. That's, that's a really uh, important piece because that was something that, I mean, I think a lot of women who business owners, entrepreneurs miss that, right. They come, they can compartmentalize like, Oh, he's not affecting my business. My business is still great. Right. I'm my business isn't affecting him. You know, we can just compartmentalize and to like what you just said right there, that's huge. Mm-hmm. because it is always almost always interconnected like I don't know how many times I've gotten on a call with you or even other clients and I'm like talking about something that has nothing to do with their husbands <laughs> and they're like what are you why are, didn't I hire you to help my marriage and I'm like I am we're getting there <laughs> we're getting there yes yeah so it is it's um it is a place it's a space that I can rely on to be challenged emotionally and mentally and 
even like honest to God, the way our, the work we do together has affected me as a person. Like I am a better person overall because of the work I've done with you. I'm a better mother. I'm better in my team. Like even you can ask any one of my girls, I don't know if Allie's still watching this, but the growth I've had personally is been incredible. Like I can manage my team better. I have better conversations with them. I know how to communicate better with them. And it's, here's the, here's the whole deal. Marriage is about communication. And when you're really bad at communicating, which we all are, by the way, because our parents don't know how to communicate either. So no one taught us how to communicate, right? They're like, here, learn this, you know, calculus thing, but don't worry about understanding how to actually communicate with other adults. You'll never need to know how to do that. Once I learned so many of the skills and the tools of communication, like it just, it's everywhere. It's everywhere in my business. And that's like, that's been my biggest thing is I am on a, on a scale from zero communication to like a hundred, I was like a two. And now I'm probably like, maybe like a 60 to 70. I still have some work to do, but I'm so much better some work to do. We all have work to do always. Right. Yes. But that's, um, to your, well, and going back to the parent comment and how we all suck at communication, this is the thing you didn't come in working with me thinking you sucked at communication though. No, Tim needed to fix his communication. (laughs) Tim is a bad communicator. My (laughs) husband is bad at everything. I'm perfect. (laughs) Fix him. Right. Oh, little naive, Alyssa. Give a hug. No, but that's, that's the point. So that is such a big part of like the women I work with and myself, because we talk a lot. Yeah. And to your point, we are intelligent and we do like to talk a lot, but it does not mean we know how to communicate well. And, um, we are under the impression that like, cause I can, I've always been able to debate anyone under the table. Right. But that doesn't mean that when I, when I apply those same tactics to my husband, that's going to go well because it didn't, <laughs> but it take it is an intentional art. It's not something that we just take from our childhood and apply it. And everyone's great at it. It is a natural thing we do to talk, but the art of communication is definitely a skill. And yes, to your point, it applies across the board. So Thank yeah. you for that. You're going to make me cry. Allie says she's still on, just so you know. <laughs> Hi, Allie. <laughs> um, and uh, what other questions I have for you today? Oh, the beliefs. So going back from back then to now, mm-hmm. what is a belief you had about you and or your marriage that was not serving you? <laughs> and you can you know the answer one. to this already. I feel like if anyone's going to know the answer to this, it's you. Um, so the biggest belief that I had is that in it's, I'm still working on it. I'd have a much better awareness of it, but I used to think that if I just did everything and took care of everything, um, that, that would, that would ultimately make my husband happy. Like if I'm just doing everything for you, you have nothing to complain about. Like 
I'm, I can make the money. I can take care of our bills. I can make sure all the meals are cooked. I'll do everything with our kids. I'll make sure I hire somebody to clean our house. I'll do it all. And then you have nothing to complain about. You have nothing to be angry about. So you should just show up in this house and be happy. And that was, and I know I touched on this in the beginning of this call, but that was a belief that I didn't understand how my husband, like I literally have said, it's come out of my mouth. The only other thing I could do for you is hire you a butler. So what are you complaining about? Like you have no responsibilities. You have nothing. And all I was doing was like killing my husband's ego. Number one, because he, he realized that I've like slowly outsourced him. Like, so that was bad. Um, but also my husband didn't need that from me. Right? He didn't need me to take care of everything. He, he still doesn't need me to take care of everything. Um, and by me taking care of everything and doing everything, I'm doing him a disservice because, you know, he doesn't have the ability to I don't cook a spiral ham today. He's trying to cook a spiral ham, and he's yes. like, yeah. I gave him chores today Good for him. I was like, here, put the ham in, and then he told he gave he read back instructions to me that my four year old gave him. That was just put sugar on it and put it in the oven. And I was like, I mean, brown sugar. I've seen that before. Go for it if you really want to put brown sugar on it. <laughs> It works. So, um, but giving him an opportunity to help me versus me thinking that I need to do it all because that only led to me resenting him more. And ultimately that led him, led him to feeling like he had, he had no idea what my life was even what it was or what it is. Like I just did everything. I took care of everything. I was a robot and making sure that everything was taken care of. So there's nothing for him to complain about. And then he should just be happy. Um, But that didn't lead to him being happy at all. It led to him resenting me because he didn't even have a glimpse inside of my life, even though he was married to me, right? So again, still a work in progress, uh, but I've gotten a lot better at realizing that I don't need to fix everything for him. Sometimes I just need to be there with him love him through it yes yes love him through it and where he's at yep yes that's that's a that's a big one for me too because we see the progress being coaches being drivers we see the progress and we can focus on the progress no we can focus on the potential we need Mm -hmm. to focus on the progress yeah that's the most probably common thing I tell everyone focus celebrate the progress celebrate the shit out of progress because if you're focused in on how you're progressing there's hope right that's our positive psychology there's like yes we can do more when we're focused on where we're not yet Mm -hmm. we're just focused on how we're falling short or how he's falling short yep yes and then when we can say oh you know what maybe he's not seeing the therapist like I want him to but He's trying to make a spiral ham for me today. (laughs) We can find gratitude in that. (laughs) I don't like ham, by the way. So it's not for me. (laughs) 
but at least he's making our family dinner. So I don't have to worry about it. And that's a huge win in my eyes. That's a big, that's a big deal. I know. I know how the cooking and all of that go for you guys. So <laughs> us too. I hate cooking. I'm like, I like food. That's why I cook. But I, if you, if I come home to dinner on that table, I don't care what it is. I'm in love with you. Thank you for saving me from that. Right. All right, girl. Well, um, I think that that's about wrap. That's about a wrap. Is there anything else you want to add to these beautiful women listening, watching you, learning from you, your story and your progress and all the growth you've had? Yeah. I mean, just to, uh, button up what you just said is like release the outcome and just keep doing the work on yourself. Uh, I think we underestimate what we can accomplish in a month, but we, or wait, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a month and we completely underestimate what we can do in a year. Um, I am a completely different person from a year ago in my marriage. And that came from just continuing to practice being a better communicator and continuing to do the work, even when it's hard, even when it sucks, even when you're still having bad days and you're like, I'm doing all this work and I'm still having bad days. What's going on? So, um, yeah, enjoy the process and the journey and remember that you can do witchcraft in your marriage if you choose to do so. (laughs) You choose. By, by focusing on you, showing up as the best you. Witchcraft <laughs> or voodoo. I don't know. <laughs> this is the second time where I brought up witchcraft and voodoo today. There, there was an inside joke to that. We're like, we got on the phone and Alyssa got all loopy from her last live that she was just doing. So that has nothing to do with this conversation, but nobody's aware of that because we weren't recording that. <laughs> Well, that's fine. How you started to talk about voodoo on your last live. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Bring it's it into this. Life. Why not? Bring it yeah. in. Bring I'm just going to keep bringing it up. So people can be like, what? <laughs> all right, lady. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much for joining and sharing all of those amazing things with the audience. I'm sure that a lot of people will be inspired from your story as always. Um, for anyone looking uh, for you, where do they find you? Uh, I have a Facebook group, exactly what to post. You can go to my Facebook group. Uh, website is alyssajdillon.com. Um, you can send me a friend request. You can follow me on Facebook. You can go Instagram. I'm the, the, T-H-E, Alyssa J. Dillon. That's pretty much it. That's where I'm hanging out these days. Sounds good, girl. Go enjoy your ham. Yes, I will. (laughs) Have a good day. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. I know in such a busy world right now that there are so many things pulling at your time and vying for your attention. So the fact that you're willing to spend it with me is truly an honor. And for those of you who are wondering how you can get involved with me and get more of my content, please feel free to join my free Facebook community at Marriage Empowered. You can also follow me at Instagram at Marriage Empowered. And if you'd like to book your free consultation call, you'd like more information on how I might be able to help you in your life or marriage, 
and you'd like to know more about that information, feel free to book your first free consultation call with me by going to my Facebook business page at Katie May Coaching LLC. And of course, you can always hit me up on the DMs. Thanks again so much for tuning in, you guys. And all of this information is also located in the show notes. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I hope to see you back here soon.